What's up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown and Balanced Podcast. I'm your host, DeAsia. And I'm Stephanie. We're just welcoming you back. Thank you so much for tuning in again. So this episode, we are reflecting on daddy issues. So please bear with us right now. This is going to be completely vulnerable at this time. We do also still want to do a mental check-in, see how your week has been. How was your week, DeAsia? This week has been pretty eventful. It's always something to do. It's always something to work on. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy that we named our podcast the Brown and Balanced Podcast because I'm literally still just trying to find a balance for myself. You know, like just, you know, just trying to get through these weeks. I will say I'm learning a lot, like trying to balance my nine to five while also trying to become like an entrepreneur. I'm learning to try to be a little bit more organized with my thoughts and making sure that I'm showing up for myself still. And I notice that a lot of people, if they not, what's the word I'm looking for? If they don't have nothing going on, a lot of people just be, you know, just be pulling on you. You're trying to say like ambition, like goals? Yeah, like ambition and goals. Okay. Like, yeah, like I, I am no, I mean, I'm starting to notice that a lot of people, you know, lack that. So I'm just trying to learn how to like shift and navigate around those relationships while also just still being sensitive that at one point in time, I, I like them, you know, like as a friend or they have something to offer as a friend. I'm not just saying, oh, because I'm an entrepreneur, you know, now I can't be your friend anymore. But it's still kind of like, yo, like I'm working on stuff. If I'm telling you that I'm recording or if I'm working on my episodes or I'm trying to edit and get these things uploaded, I don't have the time to just talk to you about nothing. Four hours of nothing. Like you ain't got nothing else going on. So hopefully as I'm going through this transition, it can just be inspiring for people instead of intimidating. I don't want nobody around me that's intimidated or jealous, but at least allow for me to just inspire you because we, we only going up from here. We've been doing, we've been getting a lot of good feedback. Our, our our stuff has been going better than we expected, you know, within these last couple of weeks. And the goal is to just continue to grow. So I need people around me that's also willing to do the same thing individually and, you know, collectively. So, okay, pour yeah. it to your cup. Exactly. If you ain't growing, I'm sorry. You're just going to be back there in the grass by yourself. I, I completely <laughs> understand that. I feel like my week has been... Uh... It's definitely been a week, you know. My daughter is teething, so she ain't been really sleeping. So I ain't been really been sleeping. So <laughs> I've been a little moody, you know. I'm here today though, so we are gonna get this. We we still doing this, like I said. We are we made this commitment to stay mm-hmm. consistent, like, and we have to hold ourselves and yes. each other accountable. And I and I appreciate the Asia for forcing me to get my ass up and doing mm-hmm. stuff that I don't really want to do, where I just want to just sit in the Y'all, bed. Y'all, I do be on her ass, though. I really do. No, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that you need around you because mm-hmm. they see the potential in you. They want mm-hmm. to see you do better. Exactly. But it's just like you just said. You got to want that for yourself, too. I can't help you get to the next step. If you say that you... No. If we having conversations through mm-hmm. and through constantly talking about a financial change, mm-hmm. and I decide to try to make, take a risk mm-hmm. to make a financial difference in my life, exactly. and you still stagnant, it's only so much more that we can keep discussing at that point regarding that. And it's just like you said, you got to be able to take risks. Like, scared money don't make money. So it's like everything that we're doing right now, this is us investing into ourselves because we believe in ourselves. And you have to believe in yourself to make it through whatever you want, whatever goal that you're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. whether it's long-term, short-term. I don't care. Whatever goal that you think that you want, you Mm -hmm. can do it. You just have to believe in yourself and hold yourself accountable. Because it starts with you first. It do. You are your biggest critic. You 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 are your biggest problem. Yes. It's yourself. It's just staying consistent, staying focused, staying in that tunnel, that just, little tunnel vision. Yes, and taking and taking the step to just do it. But can we also just talk about the people that when they do see you doing good, they just automatically assume that they're just supposed to reap the benefits and the awards of what you're doing mm. without actually contributing to your growth or without actually supporting. I feel like a lot of people, once you get to the top, or like they see you win and stuff, everybody want to be like, oh, yeah, like I believe okay, in you. Yeah, like, I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, oh, this, you know, this my niece or this, that, and the third. Like, where was you at? Where your ass was at when I was, you know, 
Out here struggling, shooting in the gym. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You wasn't. When I was out here and I didn't have nothing, and it's crazy because I just feel like a lot of people just be looking at the girl for like the potential of what 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 this has, and then they'll just automatically assume that I have stuff to give. And it's like I, when you have a business, you have to make the most difficult decision. Sometimes you're gonna be put in a position of do I want to buy this merchandise or do I want to you know pay my light bill. Or do I want to pay my car insurance? Or am I going to get this rental so I can be able to drive to do this live podcast show? You know, you're going to be put in some situations where, you know, people just looking at it like, oh, you're doing good. You're probably getting some money now. No, it's all just faith right now. Hold up. What Mary Mary say? It's the God in me, It's the God in me. You ain't see the struggles. You ain't see me break it down crying on this floor in this bathroom. Or what I have to go through, you know, just to get up here and still Mm. try to be an inspiration to other people. But like you said, you know, I I just know for me, I definitely just want to make sure that people are rooted in God and connected, you know, and that we just in alignment to all grow together and that everybody are um, reaching their individual goals. I don't want anybody that's just standing on the sidelines, just, excuse me, just watching me grow and they not willing to, you know, do the same thing. Or they asking all these questions. How did you do this? How did you do that? Can you go do some research? Can you go pick up a book the same way that I figured it out? You can figure it out too. I don't mind. Don't think- I'm not one of those people. Like I, I would be more mm-hmm. than happy to share the tools because I want to see everybody win. Whether, but like, have you ever shared the tools and then they still ain't applying them? That's different. Yeah. Now, oh, once, okay. once yeah, I, I've been doing that. Once yeah. I, if I if I give you the tools and I give you the recipe, mm-hmm. whether you cook that food or not is up to you. Yeah. I can't do the work. For but you. we gotta know that our sauce is expensive though. Like that's like this, this sauce is not. You know what I'm saying? Like this this ain't no ain't free. Yeah, this sauce not free. This not no McDonald's. Like we on a whole different level. Like God is just gonna continue to keep elevating us. Yeah. So I can't just be sharing that with somebody that ain't gonna do nothing with it. Like, girl, that sauce still in the jar. You ain't using it yet. You let my sauce expire. You just let it expire. But at that point, that ball, that ball was placed into that other. That's true. Their other but you did your court. part. That's it. Yeah. That's it. If you had good intentions when you gave this yeah, information, or you know, you try to help mm-hmm. guide someone into the right direction. After that point, I feel like yeah. it's not on you no more. That's true. Because you, you did your part. And God put you in a position to be able to help somebody and teach somebody. But, you know, we talked yep. about this in our previous Dang, episodes. Crazy. Everybody is not uh, mm-hmm. meant to be, I guess, like a leader. Some oh, people, no, they some, not. Some people need they to not. be delegate. Some people need to be told what to do. They do. A lot of people do not possess, you know, leadership skills. Like, I see that all the time. Take an initiative. Like, yeah, take the initiative. Like, you have to tell them what to do. It's just mm-hmm. hard for me, some though, to, to decipher the two. Busy workers like bee workers, mm-hmm. but some people feel most productive when they are working. Though, like we yeah. we do still need those people. I'll never like down somebody. I hate when people try to make it like people who just work. You know, like um, if they're not in a corporate level job, you know oh. that you know that they're not doing nothing. You I know what I'm saying? A nine to five, still paycheck to paycheck, so still I paycheck to paycheck. Nobody, I, yeah. I but I'm just never. saying, you know, other jobs, like if someone's yeah. a janitor or someone works at a fast food restaurant, like, I feel like, okay, we still need those people. You know, those people are still essential. Okay. But those people are still essential. You know, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I went through the drive-thru and, like, you could see the irritation on certain people's faces. And I have gone through and just told somebody, like, thank you. You know, like, thank you for your service. You know, thank you, because I know you probably don't have to be here. You probably don't feel like being here. Even waitresses, you know, depending on tips, you don't know what that person is going yeah. through. Thank you for being here you know i never try to doubt you know down somebody for the type of job that they have at least they're getting up and working versus somebody who's just waiting for things to happen you know for them but i have done that before you get positivity i remember giving this girl a word in the um drive-through line the girl started crying girl yes I was just saying, like, I can tell, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all, I love it, I'm trying to overcome it, I know we was just talking about working out and getting skinny, you know, y'all, just don't drag me, I'm like, she over here talking about working out and doing this, and you still, right, you still eating that Wendy's, I'm trying to overcome it, and I love me a frosty, yeah, and do, oh, and I do, but healthy, we still team healthy over here, you know, I'm trying to overcome it, that's a relationship, you know, eventually we're going to have to, exactly, small steps, you know, I'm not perfect. Don't judge me, okay? Don't judge me. If you see me in the Wendy's line, mind your business. Listen, like, <laughs> with her saying that we are not perfect, we are definitely not perfect. We're just going to transition into our topic. So, yes. I love to always start off by saying that and acknowledging it and being transparent with myself is I have daddy issues, but I'm not broken. Ooh. And I want people to understand that because a lot of people try to use 
use their childhood trauma as an excuse, as a crutch to be mm-hmm. a shitty person in life. And it's not, that's not an excuse to be a shitty person because you were neglected as a child or you felt like you were unloved or this and the third. Like, no. You still need to show up positive in this world if you expect blessings to come your way. For sure. You can't expect a blessing, God to bless you with something and you out here terrorizing his children and tormenting them. I'm sorry. You know what they say? Misery loves company, but you can't go up bringing other people down. I'm sorry. That was another gem. (laughs) Another one? I'm just saying. You can't go up bringing other people down? can't. I'm going to let you finish your thoughts. No, I'm just saying. So it's like me and DeAsia love to talk about, you know, how important it is to have a father in your life or have a male figure in your life. And a lot of us grew up without one. Mm-hmm. You know, and how it especially in the black community, us. yeah, especially in the you know the minority community. You know, a lot of us don't have two parent households. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you have a single That's mom true. or a single dad. Some people have a single dad and no mom. That's know? true. Every body situation Stop is unique. Father's Day, shout out to all the good yeah, men. That's be, crazy. We named this daddy issues. But it's true though. I have to acknowledge where my rooted issues started. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you did that transition too. He said, I have to go where my, you know, issues I mean, because it's, it's true, though. Like, it's like this. One thing I learned about being positive, even with relationships, I feel like the biggest thing about those non-romantic relationships, like your family and friends, mm-hmm. we always get told in, in toxic ways, oh, you can't cut this person off or you can't stop talking to this person. That's your auntie. That's your grandma. That's your mama. That's your daddy. That's your sister. Like, no. If somebody hurts you or somebody's mistreating you, I feel like you have every right to protect yourself and your energy. And that's yeah. why I always say, like, yeah, I have daddy issues. But, like, that does not affect. I'm not going to allow it to affect my relationships. I should say that. Has it mm-hmm. affected my relationships? Yes. Of yeah. course. You know, whether I, it was intentional or if it was intentional on my part where I was just blinded to what I was doing or what I wasn't doing, you mm-hmm. know, based on what I knew. So, for me, growing up, you know. I grew up in a two-parent household. My parents are still married. They've been married for, I think, like, four, oh, 40 years or something. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, it's theoretically on paper. That's beautiful. Yeah. Don't you somebody know? love me like that for 40 years. Being, but this that's why I want to always stop people. Because when you look at people's marriages, just because somebody's been married for 30, 40 years, how, how many years were they happy? Oh, yeah, that don't mean that they in love. A lot of people just be staying in relationships because they just be settling at that point. But yeah, and they don't want to start over. I'm, but I do hope that somebody loves me. That I, pray, please, no, I pray please that somebody loves me to the point where they want to see me do well, where they want better for me. Where but they some, want to do life with me. They want to get old with mm-hmm. me. They want to love me through all of my wrinkles, all of my crinkles. All my seasons. All my seasons because I'm going to constantly change. So I need you to love me through I'm that. Not gonna I need you to help me through that. I'm not always the gonna most be the loving person. I'm not yep. going to always be the most patient person. Always I, the I most will, caring. So I many will things. fall. I will slack yep. here and there because we're humans. We're yep. not going to always have it together. And I need somebody who's going to love me through that. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we was talking about it in the previous episode about where your first love starts with your father. It does. You know what I mean? And how he treats you, how he loves your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it speaks volumes of how you see the world after that how you see how men are supposed to love them you know and i can just be honest i i don't think my dad told me he loved me until like verbally like i don't think he ever said i love you until i was 18 when i was about to leave and move to college Mm -hmm. and at that point it was kind of forced and what i mean by that i felt like he was obligated i felt like he felt like he was obligated to do that because i was moving out you know, and starting a whole new a whole new world on my own. And it's not to say that I feel like my dad doubts that he loves me. I don't think that. I think because of society and the things that we go through, I feel like my dad is loving me the best way that he can. And I'm not saying that that's right. And I'm not saying that I accept it. I'm saying that I acknowledge it. That this is what he can do or what he's capable of doing. Is this always room for improvement? Of course. There's always room for improvement, but it's just like what we said in the other episode. You can't help somebody who don't want to help themselves. So either you're going to accept that person for who they are, or you're going to leave them where you found them. You can't keep trying to force this person to be somebody else and then get mad when they're not. Mm-hmm. They already told you who they were. They showed you who they were. 
they didn't hide it. You know, and I had to accept that. It took me, I'm not going to lie, it took me years. I think the day that I finally let that that thought go or that vision of what I had envisioned of what a father is supposed to be like, you know, tuck you in bed, calling you my princess, you know, tea parties with my dad or, you know, all this little stuff, daddy-daughter dance. I have never had a daddy-daughter dance, not one time, not one time. <laughs> and... I, I guess I didn't think about it then, uh, how much it has affected me of not doing or having those type of experiences with my dad. You know, I feel like, like I said, I feel like he's trying to do the best that he can, and I'm trying to acknowledge that. The day that I had to let that go was when I gave it to God. Is when I, I asked God to allow me to have peace in my heart with this man and not have so much hatred. I asked God to remove that hatred from my body because I wanted to love the man that God gave me. God gave me this as my father. I wouldn't be here without him. And I had to acknowledge that and love that about my father. Do I believe that my dad has a lot of different things that he can work on? Absolutely, like I said. I can't disclose on you know my mom and my dad's relationship. Yeah, they've been married for four years. That's as much as I can say. Has it been a perfect relationship? No, it has not. And as a kid, you see everything, even if you don't want to see it. So those, this is just, like I said, me talking about my daddy issues of being transparent and how it affected me going forward with the relationship that I chose with the men. It's honestly, I feel like it boils down to even who you selected to be in a relationship with. Even if we always say that we don't want this type of person, like, oh, I would never want somebody like that. And then somehow our spirit is always attracted to that same person we don't want. Mm -hmm. That is the scariest thing about love and about relationships, dating, doing all that stuff and sharing your vulnerability with somebody is meeting the complete opposite of what you think you need or what you thought you wanted. I should say that it's what, the thought that we have or what we wanted in a partner is not what we need in a partner. That's something that I pray for daily, though. Mm-hmm. I literally always pray for that. I swear to God, I got that on paper. I always pray. I be like, God, give me what I need and not what I want. Like, help me to, you know, decipher the two because everything that glitters is not gold. The things that you think that you want are not the things that you need for yourself and it definitely starts off at home like how you know you how you even view men too like if you respect them you know how you're going to love them how you're going to show up in a relationship you know if you're going to be submissive or not you know just respecting your partner it literally all goes back to you know how you were raised she's talking about never going to a daddy daughter dance imagine like growing up and never seeing your dad ever like nada I it's kind of crazy because we touched on this on the last episode and I was like oh I don't think it affected me (laughs) but now like that we're talking about it I'm like dang did it affect me and I just you know ignored it you know Mm -hmm. and I always ignore it and just kind of use that like as a defense you know just to avoid like how I really feel about it but um part of my obligation to you guys is being open and honest and it's 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 as well as with myself we just talked about that and then you can't you can't heal what you don't reveal mm. i had a lot of stuff mm. i had a lot I like of that. stuff i like that another one another bar <laughs> another one another one <laughs> <laughs> we always being silly no being i like that honest. for real no, because you can't heal what you don't reveal. If if you keep on keeping it buried inside, it's gonna just keep on festering up mm. in, in you, and it's gonna start to it's gonna start to show up. Um, my grandma be saying that to me all the time too. Like you keep on sweeping stuff up, up under the rug, eventually that rug gonna get so big that you can't fit nothing else up under there. And it's kind of crazy because God is using me on this podcast. I was trying to avoid this conversation, to be honest, because we just talked about this question, you know, on our last episode. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go that deep into like my childhood and stuff because it's something that I've been running away from. It's something that I avoid talking about. It's something that I just anytime somebody mentioned anything about dads or anything, I look the other way. I turn the other way or I shut down in the conversation. I just be like, oh, well, I didn't have no dad. You know, like I don't have no thoughts on that. But um. It has affected me, but I'm, but I'm still grateful though, you know, because the way that I have turned out, you know, and I feel like even with selected men, you know, I don't feel like I've made a bad choice, but I feel like I have been always um, very trusting and just hope that I get, you know, get something better out of it. I will say I fail for men a little bit too easily and I felt like I wish, 
that's one thing I can say I had. I wish while growing up that I had some type of influence or a father figure to just teach me about men. Like how a man is supposed to treat you, how he's support, supposed to court you, you know, how he's supposed to lead in a relationship, make you feel safe, open up your doors. Because I accepted bare minimum from men. I thought if somebody liked me, that was just enough. I thought if somebody said I was pretty, that's just enough. And that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to satisfy me and who I am as a woman. And I had to learn that as I continue to learn to go on this journey by myself. This is so crazy. It's getting emotional. No, <laughs> Over here holding back that, tears. No, that's, that's, <laughs> I thought I that like was that's enough. So true. It is. You, like, you oh, accept I like anything. You, you, you accept anything, anything because you don't know. Because you don't know how a guy is supposed to, you know, treat you. You just think if they nice to you, that means that they like you, you know, or if they say they love you, you know, that's the first time you heard it, especially if you never heard it from a man or from your dad or you don't have no father figures around you, nobody telling you that they love you in some type of way. You just feel this sense of protection like, oh, my God, somebody love me and it's of the opposite sex. So I love them, too. And that's not really love. You just feel safe in that moment until the person ends up hurting. And revealing who they really are. And revealing who they really are. It's like you're not prepared. So it's definitely, you know, important. And I think it's so disappointing to see a lot of men that have children out here. You know, and people that have gone through what I've gone through. You have children out here. And you don't take the time to build relationships with them. To know what they need from you. To even show you. I would have been okay if my dad even just showed me. I feel like I would have respected him more if I even just got to see where he was at in life. I, I would have respected that. You know, even if you didn't have a lot of money or whatever your situation was, you were out in the streets doing whatever you were doing. I still would have said, well, at least I know I have a dad. At least I know he did try. At least he did come and see me. At least he did spend some time with me. He didn't have the most money, but it's not even about the money. What kids is going to remember the most is the time that you spend with them. That is the most valuable thing that you can give a child is memories. You know, something to look, you know, look look back to and say, oh, I remember, like you just said, going to a daddy-daughter dance or my dad showing up for me. But to not have that at all, what are you left with? And, I, you know, it's crazy. I say, This is not even, like, me trying to be mm-hmm. morbid. But, mm-hmm. like, I always say this, like, with so much respect. When that person dies, who's going to tell a story about it? What legacy did you leave that, behind you besides a whole saying? bunch of children? That's what At I'm least saying. for mine. Like, think about it. If you don't give that child that quality time, you know, let them know, like, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. Like, this and the third. It's like, what, do, what else you. do they have? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the craziest, I don't know if anybody ever thought about this. When you think about memories from your child mm-hmm. about how you grew up, mm-hmm. you only tend to remember the worst memories. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is in our brains. It's not to say that we don't think about good memories, but mm-hmm. the first thing that always stands out is always the bad ones. Have you ever sat there and just thought about your life and you all, the first thing you think about is going to be negative? Why, why are we programmed like that? I feel like if I think about my childhood, I think about all the shit that I didn't have. And it's like I said, I'm not taking away from my mom and my dad and you know what mm-hmm. they did and didn't do. I can just say from my point, as a child, mm-hmm. I did not receive that safe, loving support that I felt like I needed as a child. Yeah. Even as today, we go, we always need support. We always need, like Gage said, a village. We always need somebody. And it's like I said, like, I feel bad because I don't know what my dad been through to why he actually the ex. And I think that makes me sad because he don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So what if it's like some underlying issue, like rooted issue of why this is why it is. Like, this is the way that it is. But I would never know. It's crazy. You could be just like your dad. And you don't even know. I, you, don't you know, know it's crazy. I f- a part of me feel like I am because you know it's crazy. My mom used to say that like, "Oh, you act just like your daddy." And mm-hmm. in my mind, I instantly used to like take that a- offensive. Like, of course, especially if you don't know nothing about him or you don't have no relationship. Or what I did see from my dad was mm-hmm. him yelling, him yeah, arguing, that's what I'm saying, him, him being angry, him not coming home to yeah. three, four in the morning, him out, you know, being a rolling stone. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I seen like. I think people forget that kids see everything. They do. Whether you feel like you're shielding them from this relationship or from the shit that you're going through, mm-hmm. kids see this shit. And that shit sticks with them. You know what's so crazy? And it might sound crazy to other people, too. I think that it's so important for you to... Um, 
Woo. Protect them, like you just said, because kids see everything. So I feel like that's, you know, women, we have to stop doing that. I know I, I don't do that, but, you know, I've seen women do it and grew up in a household where a mom will say, like, oh, you act just like your daddy, or oh, you look just like your daddy, or you ain't going to be, you know, nothing, just like your dad. Oh, don't put that, you know. Don't speak that. Don't speak that, yeah, into your kids, you know, life and, and get that into their brain. Especially if they're a child that grew up without their dad. Because they already don't know who this person is. And then by you just reinforcing that negative, you know, behavior, it just makes them carry that and make them believe that and think that. Especially when their minds are so innocent. Anything that you tell your kids, they will they'll believe you. You know, because you're the first person that they trust is their mom. You're the teacher, exactly. So anything that your mom tell you, you're going to trust. So if they say, oh, you just like your dad, you're going to grow up believing that. But I think that it is important, you know, for women too to if if it's a good man, you know, and you guys are not seeing eye to eye, it's very important for you to protect, you know, the um the father, you know, in front of your children. That's if he is a good man. You know, it's important because I know for me, my daughter, I'm so grateful that she has the experience of having her father um going through the process of co-parenting. But it's always important for me to make sure that I present my daughter's father to her in the best light ever, you know, and always speak highly of him and positively about him and always remind her of how much he loves her. That's, That's important. No, I, no, I have I, to protect him. You, you make Even if he make me point. mad. You make such a good point of how people tarnish people's relationships and viewpoints. What they kids. Based yeah. on what they say. Like, words have power. Words have power. Ooh. Yeah, and you don't want to, you know, tarnish a, rela- a, a relationship that a child has, you know, with their father just because you didn't. We just talked about that. Hurt people hurt people. So you don't go around and, you know, tarnish it and say, oh, your dad is this, that, that, and the third. And now they think, you know, it's going to change their outlook of how they view them or their expectations of them. I never want that. So at least for my daughter, I always just try to present her dad, you know, in the highest regards and always remind her he really is i I would always give him you know that respect and that credit and it just makes me happy because i feel like although i didn't have a dad it still makes me feel accomplished although i'm not married you know i just feel like okay i did a good job no i'm just saying i'm I'm just being honest i'm not i'm not i'm not in a marriage you know I'm, i'm being real and raw i'm going through a situation i had a child i was in a relationship we're now you know co-parenting but not growing up with a dad, I still feel like I beat the odds. Mm-hmm. We broke the generational curse. Her dad didn't have a father. I didn't have a father, but my daughter has a father. So that's the biggest thing that I could have ever did for her is made sure that she still felt love in two separate homes. Mm-hmm. So I really could care less what anyone has to say. She gets love from both people. She knows who mom is. She knows who daddy is. And when we're all together, it's still a family unit and a family dynamic. Don't have to be married. No. Just want to make yeah, sure that. I feel like that you brought up such a good point. Like, yeah. I don't think I even thought about that. Like, as you were saying that shit about mm-hmm. protecting their image. Yeah. Girl, is girl, all my mama did was protect this man. Like me finding out anything mm-hmm. that my daddy has ever did to mm-hmm. my mama or against my mama was me finding out on my own. It was never my mama telling. Yeah, my mama ain't snitched one time. I bought a ride or die. <laughs> right, she rode to the wheel about forty years. Uh, she riding, here. she's still on that bus. Okay, they about to enter retirement together. Yeah, she already retired though. She's still on that bus. She got one more year. She's still on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that is very important to me about, you know, like I said, people who have issues with their parents or, you know, like I said, whether they have a single mom or a single dad, mm-hmm. those do carry. Because I see that a lot of men with their mm-hmm. moms, them having terrible Ooh, relationships with their I've moms seen that too, is a reflection yeah. of how they treat their women. Exactly. Girl, that's the scariest shit. Like, because that's the first person that you get to build a relationship with. Mm-hmm. That is the first person that, that matters you too. know, that, we that don't talk matters. About, we don't talk about these sad ass mothers out here. No, no, yeah, they need to be bad too. We didn't. We naming this time of uh, daddy issues, these mommy issues too, because you have a lot of men that's you know broken and then now they growing up. They hate women. Yes, at this point, broken homes, broken hearts. Yes, like broken children that end up becoming broken adults because Mm, of how somebody you know it's too many of them. But that leads me to a great point. You, first of all, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So I feel like a a very important practical step, if you don't take nothing else, is to reveal it, 
so you can help yourself to acknowledge it and slowly try to get over it. The most important thing is, um, I think, forgiving. At least for me, I don't carry no ill will in my heart. I never had the experience of having a dad. I never got to uh, grow up with him, you know, spend time with him, feel like daddy's, you know, little princess or any of that. But um, I'm just grateful because my grandma, she stepped up and she made sure that I had a relationship and I knew who God was. And I knew that at the end of the day that God was my father, you know, and that was my friend. Always. Always, always. So in a way, although I didn't have any father figures or influences around me, I still, you know, I still was protected. Yeah. And I still didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. If if other people had their dads come and pick them up or at graduations and stuff, I didn't still, I didn't feel like less than, you know? So I think that it's important too that as you become an adult, of course, that you just acknowledge it. But then you also, you know, step two after acknowledging it is just learning how to forgive. And forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for you. And I have forgiven. I have forgiven. I do not carry no ill will. I don't care to have a relationship with somebody who's never acknowledged me after all of these years. And I am okay with that because I know who I am. I know who I'm called to be. And I know where God has taken me and how blessed and how blessed my daughter is. So I don't I don't hold that. So I think it's so important because I know it's somebody that's listening that has not forgiven. And they still carrying all that hurt in their heart. You have to let that go. Because it's not even about you. It's more so about them. Why they were not in your life. It's not you. It was never us. Yeah. And it's Do not, not your, feel and like it's, that. Please remember, it's not your job to maintain or fix saying. a relationship with a child. It's it's not your a child's it's responsibility not your, is not to maintain. It's just a relationship to be a child. Adult. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This that whole ideology is like, oh, well, you ain't never reached out to me. It's not my job to you. Mm-hmm. You're my parent. You taught to, me bad communication yeah, skills. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to try <laughs> to beg you for a relationship. You should want that relationship with me. And I say that all the time for any kids that are, are abandoned out here or mm-hmm. feel neglected out here. That is their loss. Yeah, if that they is their were, loss. If they are not in your life or they mm-hmm. do not want to have any... any, You are not the problem. That's what I'm saying. You're not yeah. the problem. Like, if they are not there to see your success, mm-hmm. that's okay. That is okay. They'll see it later because they're going to feel it. Oh, they're going to feel it. Like, oh, my feeling it. You're going to feel it. Let yeah. that shit go. Like I said, my dad, yeah, let it my go. relationship is not the best. We are still currently working on it. It's mm-hmm. still a process, still a journey for us. Mm-hmm. You know, are we better than where we at before? Yeah. Yeah. But it was after I had to forgive him and let that shit go. Exactly. Because the person that I wanted, he wasn't that for me. Mm-hmm. And because I had this whole vision in my head of what I thought a father was supposed to be like based on what my mom told me what her dad was like, my grandfather, the best man I've ever known. And I didn't get enough years of him. I had seven years with this man mm-hmm. before he passed away. Rest in salt. Rest in peace. His birthday just passed. And... It, it, girl, it blows my mind all the time. Like, my mom talks so highly about her father and, and all the stuff that he did. He raised 16 kids. Dang, that's a lot. Eight of them. That's five, amazing. Five of them wasn't even his. Okay, wow. Six of them wasn't his. Wow. Yeah. And he loved every single one of them like they were his own. They don't make me like that no more. No, and you know what's crazy? It's like all the most positive things that my mama said about my grandfather was the complete opposite of my dad, of who he is. And that's what I always talk about, like, things that we think that we want is not what we need. I was going to say that. I swear to God I was. So it's crazy <laughs> that you said that because I was just going to say, like, it goes back to us talking to God about, you know, what you, uh, need. What, what you need. Because in a way, God was protecting me. I don't know who my dad was. All I know is that he was out in the streets. God was protecting me. If you out here and you selling drugs and you doing this, that, and the third, and you would have had your child on your hip and somebody come and get retaliation on you, car could have got shot up and I'm in the car. God was protecting me. He knew that I probably didn't even need to be around this person. If you probably were in my life, I would probably be way more far damaged. I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to get to know God because my grandma is the one that kept me in church. If I probably would have been with my dad, no telling where I would have been, no telling what I would have missed out on. I probably wouldn't have had a male figure or a female figure because there's no telling who he was at that time in his life. So it's kind of like, I, I, of course, I still blame him in a regard because you bring children into this world and then take you just, you got to take responsibility and I just don't see how anybody But everybody don't want to be a parent and I just leave it at that. Everybody situation. don't deserve to be a parent either. So that's why I'm saying it is okay. It's can, not, you you're not what? the problem. I can't say deserve just because it's not up to me. I could just say that everybody mm-hmm. don't want to be a parent and everybody 
should not mm-hmm. be I'm not going to say deserve just because I'm like, I don't well, know. Well, I'll change my words. Yeah, I'll change my words. When I say deserve, like you just said, everybody don't, they don't, they shouldn't have the opportunity to just have that title, you know, as being a parent mm-hmm. because it takes a lot of work, to you be. know, to, to be a parent, to love a child unconditionally everyone's and to a, help them. Anybody can be a parent, but yeah. everybody's not a mom. Everyone's not a exactly. parent. Everyone doesn't have that. Anybody can be a dad, that but it takes a real man love. to be a father. They don't yes. have that selfless love to, you know, that selfless act of caring and love to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself mm-hmm. and everything that I have to make sure that this little person that I brought yeah. into this world has everything that I didn't have. That's what I'm saying. That person might not even be like a nurturing person. So it was, it was, it was God's protection for me. Mm-hmm. He knew what I needed. That's why you go so hard now. That's what I'm saying. I, because you didn't have nobody to lean on. I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have anybody to go to. You know, I, I was missing out on that. So the moment that I was able to lay eyes on my daughter, I just felt like, wow, like God, you trusted me with her. You trusted me with this gift. So now I have to carry this torch. Now I have to leave behind a legacy. I have to show her all of the love. You know, anything that I ever did not feel growing up, I have to give that all back to her. And her dad gives her that too. And I, that's why I respect him. Because for a man that grew up and did not have a father, and he didn't have any influence or nobody to even teach him or show him how to be a man, and you step up and you say, wow, I'm about to be a girl dad. And I'm going to show out for her every chance that I get, reassure her how beautiful she is. And you didn't even have that growing up. But, man, volume. So I acknowledge all of the men out there that are real men. That's actually trying and they taking care of their kids. You know, regardless if you're married, single, co-parenting, and you still showing up and you're taking care of your kids. I applaud you. We acknowledge you we on this you. podcast. We I need you. I want you to know that we need you. We need you we guys need to be you. healthy too mentally. Yes, we, we do. We need y'all to heal yourselves too so y'all can Absolutely. be better for these so children. Absolutely. So you can be better fathers. Absolutely. Okay, because we always have rules to improve. Just like we are improving as moms every day. Curses. Oh, curses. It's no way. You have to. It's, how Somebody else is it going to stop? That's what I'm saying. Somebody it has to stop somewhere. It. Someone has to make that conscious decision. Like with love. Love is not hard to do. It's not hard to love a child. No, it's not. It should be easy. Honestly, you have to... This whole thing, you have to make a commitment to want to love someone. It's not hard to love anybody. <coughs> like we always talk about love is easy and it's an action word. It's not hard to be kind to people. To no. show loving acts and be like, oh, I just want the best for you. Mm-hmm. No, but you have to make that commitment to be like, no, I want to love this person. I want to do this for this person. I yeah, want absolutely. to do that. Just like with any father, I want to be in this child's life. I want mm-hmm. to have a relationship. It should just automatically, I don't know for me, just a connection and a bond there. You know, to know that this person is a part of you. You know? People it's just more like than that. I think that's the sad part. Yeah, it's like to me it shouldn't even be like that. I feel like you be kind to strangers. You know what I'm saying? Yo, child. <laughs> Listen. People, that's a whole le- different Ooh, level. Girl, you just said something. So people you be, be kind Listen, to strangers, people, uh, not your children. Oh my that's God. supposed to be an automatic thing. That's an automatic bond. I've seen that before. First hand, people treating other people better than they own. I'm like, how? Oh my God. Yeah, we got to talk about that too. Like, why did, like, I don't understand that. You know, for no, men that I'm have children, what, but they hey, take start care of, fam- start new families. Girl, st- get out my head. And be taking other, taking head. care of other people's kids. Girl, I swear to God, how I was about to say that. How you taking care of Shaniqua and her five kids and you forgot that you got, you got two, you, you got little row row with little TJ over here. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> little TJ <laughs> over here. <laughs> you turned into an old grandma, little TJ over here. I'm just saying, <laughs> Baby, but no, seriously, how, that, Sway? how, girl, how, make it make sense. How, how you, you know what I feel like that is. I That's feel like crazy. that'd be a lot of people redemption because they feel like they were so fucked up to their kids previously. Instead of trying to actually mend that relationship that still can be there, that can still blossom, they decide to just start over because you know why? Because them kids don't know your fuck up ways. That kid don't know disappointment with you yet until you show it to them. I feel like a lot of people take the easy way out. Instead of trying to mend their relationship and fix it with their kids, they like, oh, I'm going to just start a new family. It'll be better this time around. I'm a different person. Are you? Right, I'm a better person. Are you? Because to be a better person, you have to acknowledge your ways. And that means your toxic ways, your your terrible ways, like your mean ways, like your happy ways, your nurturing ways. Like You have to acknowledge every aspect and trait of yourself to become a better person. I don't care. I be being nice and I be being positive on this podcast. But if you're a man and you got children out here that you're not taking care of, you and you're in a relationship, you I don't deep. care. And you're in a relationship with somebody and you helping taking care of their kids, you're a loser. Shame on you. You're a loser. Just say, shame on you. Just do you're better. You're a loser, bro. You don't get cool points for taking care of nobody else's point. I mean, 
Jesus. Gonna have to edit that you know, whole why thing. Why do people want to be stuff out? So no, good. I was about to say, you don't get no cool points for taking care of nobody else's kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. It don't make you a good person. That don't make you a good person. There's no such thing as, we oh, well, I'm helping taking care of their kids. No, if you got other children out here that you're not acknowledging or taking care of, you are a loser. Mm. I don't care. I don't care. I feel like people have to acknowledge that. There's no validating that, it's though. Not, you There's can't no validating. That's what I'm saying. You, you're you not finna justify that. I can't. Anybody I was, can try I was to not argue. going to. No, not you. No, I, I'm just I was saying, like, like oh, if people, going? no, like, anybody who questions it or, you know, wants to come after and that I feel statement. like people are going to try to no. have a rebuttal and be like, oh, they will. what about those women who keep the kids from them? I don't but care. But we're not talking about them right courts. now. We have yeah. courts for this. We exactly. Have, we have... We have juries and all these type of, you know, things mm-hmm. to help you get through that if you really want to be in that child's life. Exactly. People be so willing and so quick to give up and be like, oh, she she too difficult. She won't let me see my kid. Now let mm-hmm. me cry out for help and play victim. Okay, but did you really try? Because all you did was text. That's what's so crazy. Can... It's so many different layers to this. Girl. Like you just said. <laughs> like, we're talking about daddy issues. And I want issues. everybody to know that we see it from every perspective. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, we understand. Like, for the fathers that are out here trying, and we also going to come Show for the women, women, too. That's what I'm saying. Show you know those women who like, no, babies away. You're not this hurting is nobody my about thing. that baby. You are hurting the baby. Any woman that's out there, and you just willing to just put somebody on child support just to be, you know, petty. Spiteful. Like, and spiteful. That's not benefiting anybody. I would never do that to my daughter's dad because if I put this man on child support and he don't pay the child support, anything can happen to him. What if he loses his job tomorrow? Now because he did not pay this child support, he has to go to jail. Now my daughter really doesn't have a father because now he's in jail. So how do you expect somebody to parent from jail? Stop being petty. Phone calls and be like, hey, baby. Terrible. But imagine going to jail because you didn't pay child support because the baby mama was being bitter and, and you're a good man and you actually take care of your child and it's then you fell on hard times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Imagine that. Like you take care of your kid and then because you missed one child support payment, now you got to lose your good job at and the plant and garnishing your wages and you take care of your child. Mm. That's just so much unnecessary stress. And it's not it's not benefiting Ooh. anybody. This Everybody what we lose. just said about yeah. couples therapy. Or yes. Even yeah. co-parenting. Yeah. And be Ooh, careful. Yeah, important. And you got to be careful who you have kids with. Be that careful part. who you have hold kids up, with. Hold up. Say that again, sis. Be careful who you have kids Amen, with. Girl. Amen. Okay. We always people always want to yell. It's victim, always like, gonna have a lifetime effect. Okay. People always want to scream victim. All these women like, oh, my baby daddy ain't shit. You chose him. You selected him. You you, you selected sat down. Him. You, you laid down. Over. You mm-hmm. you spread those legs. You knew exactly mm-hmm. what you were doing. And you carried that child for nine months, and you knew that this man possibly wouldn't be there. Okay. And can we please? I'm just gonna acknowledge this. Stop having kids with a man if he already got kids he don't take care of. Baby, I was about to a say man, that a, a baby does not. Wait, keep we got a snap for that one. A baby, snap, snap, a baby snap. does hey. not keep a man. It does not solidify. It does not maintain and keep your relationship safe. A man is going to do what a man want to do. Exactly, and vice versa with women. You thinking mm-hmm. that you trapping this woman with a baby? That don't mean shit either, because she may not be a good mom. Yeah. So y'all, but that's why I say it's going to have a. Please be careful who you have children with too with these mm-hmm. women, because some women are very mentally unstable and emotionally unavailable. And you have to be careful because you have women where we may, you know, go through a pregnancy and we may experience, you know, uh, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And postpartum depression looks different for a lot of people. It's some years. people that, yeah, it's a lot of people that can't shake out of it. It's some people that have gotten to the point where, like, they reject and resent the dad so much that now they want to hurt their child. So you definitely have to be careful. Pray for them. You know? Yeah, of course. You know, that's 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 a mental illness. But, you know, that ain't nothing but the attack of the enemy. That's why you have to make sure that you get grounded and close and have a relationship with God to help him strengthen you, yes. you know, through through that. And forgive and just, those people who And forgive you. those people. Exactly. Just like you just said, I got to keep bringing that up because, girl, she was dropping them gems in the beginning of this episode. If y'all ain't catch it, y'all better rewind it back. Exactly. As y'all are picking up what I be dropping down. Because, baby, she out here preaching, okay? Like, y'all got to pick up what I'm dropping down. Snaps, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. Like you, you have to forgive people to move on. And like she said, mm-hmm. forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for you to have peace in your heart. Exactly. To have peace in your mind. Because when you finally get the courage and you, you know, you finally reveal it and you talk about it and you work through it and you actually do forgive. Oh my God, the sun is gonna shine so bright on you. Like everything that you feel like you've been missing out on, it's gonna all start circling, you know, and it's gonna all come together for you. Ever since I forgave people, God 
he got me. I'm not missing out on nothing. It was their loss, you know? Even just, not just with the dad issues, but anybody that has hurt me. Once I learn to forgive and I just let that go, I'm like, you know what? It's literally not for that other person. Like you just said, it's for me. It brings me peace at night. I'm not worried no more. I'm not tossing and turning. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I'm not triggered. I am so happy. Now you got to figure it out. Now you got to deal with the consequences of what you did you to somebody. Answer to God you got to answer to God. You know what I'm saying? Now you trying to figure out why you keep on getting this karma. Why is your hairline receding? Because of what why you, you did. Why do you always say that? You always go to because that Because any man that's out here that's not taking care of their children <laughs> and they just out here hurting people, Girl. may your hairline recede all the way to the back. Oh, my God. So what <laughs> all you going to say? Okay, back. so any mama who's not taking care of these children just popping out babies, I hope your edges are good. I was just about to say that. I hope you lose all your edges for not taking care of them kids. Girl, okay, because they didn't ask to be here. They yet. did not ask to be here. That's why I say you have to be careful. So I want you guys to please hear us all. We are not just bashing men. We bash We bash women too. We, we bash anybody, anybody that don't take care of their kids. Okay, we just going to put it care. as simple as that. Yes. If you're not taking care of your kids, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. We bash on all of y'all. Take but care of your kids. The message that we do want to make sure that you guys really take in is forgive. Please forgive. forgive. That is the message. Forgive too. your mom. Forgive your dad. Issues. Forgive yeah. your brother. Forgive your sister. Forgive yeah. anybody who has ever, ever potentially you. caused you harm, mm-hmm. who intended harm on you, mm-hmm. who inflicted harm on you. Mm-hmm. Just forgive them. And I know that's easier said than done. And if it takes you a while, it's every, gonna feel so good when you do. Girl, it's gonna feel like a boulder lifted off your shoulder. Girl, when I forgave my daddy, when mm-hmm. I say that was the first time I have ever spoken tongues in church. Ooh, she was Shonda Lalanda. Baby, when I say I pastor said something, and when I say my whole body, like that Holy Spirit entered my body and started triggering me, baby, I ran to that altar and I just broke down crying because I had to forgive this man. Because the longer I kept that hatred inside of me, Mm -hmm. the longer I will be miserable. The longer I will be missing my blessings. You blocking your own blessings by not forgiving because you being so upset and you being so mad. You can't see nothing else. That's what I'm saying. They keep on moving on with their life. They okay at night. It's you. Because God has a higher purpose for you. Once you forgive and you let that go, like you said, you're going to just feel, it's going to be like a weight lifted off of you. You're going to feel so much better. Things are going to start working together for your good because there's nothing else blocking you. There's no more distractions. There's no more, you know, sleepless nights. You're okay. I got you. That's all God wants you to know. I got you. At the end of the day, I always had you. I know that I gave you this father. I know that I gave you this type of mother. But I did that because I knew that there was something in you that's not even what you need. Yes, that may have been what you wanted. You know, we all want a mother and a father in this perfect home and like fairy tale. But Dang God it. knew what you got. God knew what you needed. Life is like it be some of the best people that grew up without moms and dads. Look at me, I'm a like whole prime example of that. Be some of the best example. people. Some of the I'm, best people. I'm a representation of a broken home. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and look and at you now. Exactly. Like I said, I don't. I'm not using that as my crutch. It's no longer it my ain't crutch. A crutch. Once I gave that to God, that is no longer my excuse to be a shitty person mm-hmm. in this world. We I are not victims of not. that. We're survivors. We survived it. We survived the statistics. We have. We survived a lot of stuff. Though. A lot of silent battles that a lot of people don't know about. We still don't know. Yeah. You know, and like I said, God knows our heart better than we do. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you can't forgive that person for you forgive him for god exactly give it to god he's going to take care of it he wants you to give it to him he doesn't want you to carry these battles by yourself he don't want you to be oh my back hurt oh i'm tired oh i'm sleepy oh i'm stressed out give it to me i got it i'm gonna take care of it for you I'm gonna get God them speak, faster than you. Ooh, I speak harder than I ever could. I say that every time. I ain't gotta fight no battles. Karma gonna That's get you. That's what I'm God saying. Get you, God be throwing them sandals at the back of their neck so the fast. Jerusalem Anytime sandals. somebody, man, yep, yeah. them Jerusalem teens. Back of that neck, real quick. He gonna get you. God, I don't even listen, gotta do nothing. God don't play about his children. He no, don't play about me. No, he don't play about me. He said, "Don't mess with my anointed," and I'm definitely anybody, anointed. I'm gonna just anybody right that now. ever crossed me, they be coming back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You ever seen the Mr. Brown when they was like, I'm sorry. That's exactly No, now I'm thinking about. I'm sorry. You damn. If only y'all could see us right now. <laughs> oh, that's my movie. That's not even a funny movie. It's not even supposed to be funny, but it'd be funny. Why? Yeah. She wasn't no good mom, but she had a good intention. She loved her daughter. Nikki! 
And I wish you was about to sell it. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's another that's episode. Gonna, that's gonna go left. That's wow. another episode. So Dang, I feel like forgiveness can be another episode too. We could go deep that's into this forgiveness. Should, this, this should be called should be forgiveness. Yeah. yeah, it should be. So if you guys took anything from this episode, please take that. Please fill it in, receive mm-hmm. it, receive all this information. Yes, and if you so guys want to tell your stories or you guys feel like you want to get something off your chest mm-hmm. and you don't have nobody to trust. Let us know. Let Send us, us know. an email. Feel free to hit us up. You can contact up. us on our, our personal page. Exactly. This is definitely a safe space. That's why we created this community. That's why we created this podcast. Because it's too many of us that's, you know, brown and we're trying to balance like we're trying uh-huh. to we're trying to balance, you know, broken relationships, broken friendships, you know, unhealed trauma and relationships with our moms and our dads and we don't know who to go to or we're just, you know, festering all these things. But the message today for sure is definitely forgiven. Don't be bitter, don't be mad. Don't be a petty person either. But no, we are Don't here for you guys. Because of somebody else. Exactly. You block it, come and it's not even just blocking your blessings. You're blocking your growth. Yes. You blocking your growth. Yes. You blocking your growth. You gotta let it go. Let it go, girl. Let it go, let it go. boy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> let it go. Everybody. Let, Everybody, let, let it go. Listen. Let that. On a count go. of three, let's say let it go. One, no, for two, take three. a deep breath. Let it go. go. Oh, that felt good. Can we do it one more time? One, more time. one, two, three. Let it go. Let it go. Oh my God, that felt good. I want you guys to take a few seconds too after this episode. Yes. Inhale, exhale. That yes. is important. But we do appreciate you guys tuning in and we do, we hope to see you next week. Absolutely. So we're going to keep the conversation going. Like we said before, feel free to DM us, send us any questions, suggestions. If you just need some advice on building a broken relationship, learning how to forgive, you know, figuring out the tools and the steps, we are here for you. So thank you again, like Stephanie said, for tuning in to another episode with the Brown and Balanced fam. We love you guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.